So Beowulf the Good had triumphed in his bitter fight with Grendel the Evil One. Thus were all Danish hopes fulfilled, and Beowulf promised to them too. He had destroyed the great destroyer with his bare hands, saved Hrothgar's royal mead house and the Danish people from further terrors, and given them back the sanctuary of their hearth and their home. So that everyone should know that the tyrant was truly dead, and their grief finally at an end. The hero hung high in the gables of Herot, where all could see it and marvel at it too. That whole torn off limb, shoulder, arm and hand. Gruesome witness to the monster's violent end. By the next morning, the news of the great fight at Herot had spread throughout the land. They came in their hundreds from the seashore, from the fens and moors and mountains, from near and far, to see this hideous limb hanging there in the hall and then to follow the fiendish foe's last footprint through the shadowy forest and the moor mist, tracking the trail of blood to the monster's marsh pool. To this remote and dismal place the dying monster had come only hours before, the last of his blood ebbing fast with every faltering step. Here he had dived to his miserable death, his hot wound blood bubbling and boiling in the brackish waves. So he had sunk at last to his cavernous lair below and had died there alone in his agony, to be welcomed back in hell where he belonged. Beowulf's marvellous feat was now the talk of Herot and all the Danish lands beyond. None was his equal, they said, none braver, nor more worthy even to be king here in Denmark in his own right. And this was not said to slight great Hrothgar, for he was a good and much-loved king of his people, but only in praise of Beowulf and his great courage and strength. That day the poet wove his word song, told the story of the hero in glowing golden language, rang the word changes and all who were there remembered and told it again and again, so that their children and their children's children should never forget his daring deeds, nor the noble name of Beowulf either. That evening all was summoned to Herot, to that splendid mead hall, freed now forever from Grendel's evil reign and cleansed of the night's horrors. Beowulf the Great, as guest of honour, came in with Hrothgar the King and his glorious queen with all her maidens following and gathering there now, too, thronging Hrothgar's happy hall, were all the thanes and warriors, anyone who could find a place, each of them gazing in awe at the sight of Grendel's dreadful arm hanging there from the rafters. But it was not chiefly this grisly reminder they had come for, but to see Beowulf, their great champion, sitting beside good King Hrothgar, and to show their joyous triumph and their relief at this timely and blessed deliverance. Taking his stand on the steps, his queen and Beowulf on either side, Hrothgar began his speech of thanks, and all there listened to every gracious word. Let our thanks be first to God above for his mercy, to the master of heaven and master of this earth, worker of all miracles, for it is he who has brought Grendel to his death at last. I will be honest with you. Until yesterday, until Beowulf came, I doubted 
whether Grendel, and I curse his name for all the grief he brought to us, could ever be overcome. Whether this loveliest of mead halls could ever be truly ours again. Whether the damned demon's bloodletting slaughter could ever be brought to an end. Then God sent us this man, this hero among men, now here at my side. The noble Beowulf and his companions in arms. And together they have achieved in one night what we had tried and failed to do in twelve long years of sorrow. What mother would not have been proud to have borne such a son as this? What father does not yearn for a son like Beowulf? So, Beowulf, best of men, from this moment I cherish you as I would my own son. And as I promised before, anything that is in my gift you shall have. It will be small reward for your great service to us all. Know also that your deeds will bring you greater riches still, which are my undying honour and gratitude and love and that of all my people too. May Almighty God grant you always the success you enjoyed last night, wherever you go, whatever the fight, whoever the foe may be. And the cheering that followed this rang loud in the rafters of Herot and was only silenced when Beowulf himself began to speak. It was not at all in a proud or boasting tone. That was never his way. We came willingly here, my warriors and I, to challenge the evil one on your behalf, and with God's help we prevailed. Yet I am sorry you see hanging up there only his arm. I should have preferred you to have seen the rest of him here too. I tried my utmost to hold him fast, to squeeze the life out of him but I did not have a good enough grip of him to prevent his escape. By tearing himself away and leaving behind his arm, he must have hoped to save himself from death, wretched creature. But God did not wish it, and so the fiend lives no more. He will no more haunt your land or plague your people. Like any other murderous criminal, he now awaits God's own justice. We may have his arm, but God has his evil soul and will do with him as he pleases. <laughs>